Good afternoon, Cameron Hagar. Good afternoon, Herb. Here at Three Godfrey Drive, we are in in the process of a move here in the office. It is February first, two thousand twenty-three. On my sheet here, this this uh, refers to this as episode one of the new year. But I think we've had one. We've missed a couple, and so we've we've got uh, adult supervision in here now to help us along with making sure we get podcasts out on time. Because I've been kind of running by myself. Well, and I think and, and all, that all adult the, supervision comes in the form of a professional that we have in in the room with us that just joined us yesterday. Uh, communications and marketing coordinator Sebastian Benage. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on, Sebastian. Uh, welcome to and and hopefully you can clean this nightmare up that I've been. Sending, sending out here for the last two or three years. You've been, you've got to season four, so you're doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, season four. It's a lot of, a lot of Netflix series don't get that far. I can tell you that. That's true. Yeah. So we've got Cam here and your main takeaway today that we'll talk about like right now. And then again, at the end is. Yep. You never have to recover from a strong start. That's a really good point. We've got some shout outs. We've got a. Uh, tell you about some new employees. We have seven this week. Quite a few. Uh, then we'll hit at the end uh, takeaways and announcements. First of all, project awards. We got uh, two awards to talk about. One is a $7 million project over Mount Carberry landfill expansion in Berlin, New Hampshire. And that's set to start in the early spring and wrap up by the end of the year. Estimator Mike Thibodeau and Colby College parking lot. Uh, we've done some work down there, Colby, the last couple of years. Uh, we've, we've gotten in the habit of doing these roundabouts for them, and it'll be nice to get something that we can actually have a straight line on, which is a parking lot down there, about $2 million to get started early spring and wrap up the summer, estimator David Preble. Uh, two great jobs to start the yeah, uh, to, season to off. Add to our backlog and, and Pat and team, uh, along with Aaron Tidd down in uh, Mid-Atlantic, are really working hard to keep building that backlog. you got to give them a hand. Well, why don't we? Look at him. He's, it's like he's a pro. He, he, he's been in he here. Like, I'll give him a hand. Boom. It was done. He's done this a time or two, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Professional. He, he's trying to take my job off. I don't know if anybody can take your job. Arm. Well, probably not yet. Uh, so anyways, main topic. Cam Hagar, the overarching goal is that you never have to recover from a strong start. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is, uh, it's a message that you've said before, you know, Eric said before, I, I believe Tasha, you know, all of, even some of the regional managers, you know, it's, and it's also a theme in our trainings. Uh, I know it was last year, you know, particularly with workforce advancement, but, you know, I'd like to talk about what does that mean? Right. So, I, I mean, I guess, Herb, what does it mean to you? when you know you don't you never have to recover from a strong start so we we broke this down some last year with the foreman uh, Pete Perizzo and I did and 
it, it really means being prepared the first second that you show up on a given day for a given task and getting a strong start. But there's, it's kind of like an iceberg. There's a lot behind that iceberg, right? There's a lot below the surface that goes into that to be ready, the preparation the day before to be ready for a strong start and, uh, and, you know, actually getting the strong start. You can be planned for it and get there in the morning and everybody feels kind of like they're not, you know, you still, you still have to get after it. Right. And I think a lot of, you know, what factors into where, you know, some people might struggle with, you know, having that strong started is, you know, stressors and, and different multipliers that, that factor into, um, you know, whatever the situation might be. But, you know, one thing that helps really ensure that we do have a strong start is slowing down, right. And, and decentralizing and looking at the bigger picture, right. You know, it, it's taking our blinders off, right. Where we, you know, maybe we're so honed in and focused on the task or the item or, or you know, the planning that we're, we're not actually looking at the bigger picture of that project. So you've used this mystery word decentralize, which, I mean, it, I can figure out what it means, but in the context of all this, what does decentralized mean? Because the folks listening could take a half a dozen meanings away from it. Yeah. You know, my interpretation, Herb, and, and like you said, everyone's is different, but ultimately what decentralizing is it, it's stepping back when, you know, you, you, you have your blinders off. It's taking the blinders off, stepping back and looking at the bigger picture and focusing on what you can control. Right. And that's really situational awareness. It's making yourself aware of the full context of the situation you're in. Exactly. And, you know, some examples of, you know, and outcomes that um, can occur when we do have a strong start include, you know, identifying hazards associated with the work that we perform. You know, when we do that, we make sure we have a strong start. When we follow our policies and procedures, we make sure we have a strong start. Uh, when we take care of our equipment and perform routine maintenance, we have a strong start. And ultimately, when we execute all of our work, you know, planning meetings, the, you know, specific item, getting, you know, setting up a trench box, when we do all of those things with our core purpose and values in mind, ultimately, we'll, we will always ensure that we have a strong start. And you're speaking now in the context of the safety realm but it really, these, this principle applies across when we talk about execution, we're talking about safety, productivity, and quality. And those, they apply across the three of those. Yes. And, and, you know, a good analogy um, that Kevin Kendall and Pete with our workforce advancement team have is the three-legged stool, right? You know, if you're sitting on a three-legged stool and one, one leg safety, one leg's quality, and one leg is production one leg is, you know, either longer or shorter than the other, you're going to tip over, right? So if, you know, safety or quality or production, if one of those is either more or less important than the other, you're going to tip over, right? Things start to fall down where you, you might have rushing, you might have incidents, you know, you might have incidents right. that increase your, your quality might be down. Um, you know, maybe you got your blinders on, right? You're, you didn't make, you know, you didn't plan properly to have that strong start. So you had your blinders on and you know, maybe we're pressure testing a, a pipe run and there's a leak and we're testing it after it's already been paved. 
right. and all that stuff, right? So there's your re- rework and whatnot. So we're going to test a pipe run and not being fully prepared to test a pipe run. Right. That's happened to us before too. Yeah. And, you know, an especially uh, important area for us to keep an eye on when we go to test pipe runs is making sure we have all the rules of the road that we need to put in place to get a strong start on that. Yeah. This, you know, the specs, our policies and procedures, you know, making sure we don't pressurize over five pounds, but ultimately when we make sure that we have a strong start, right. You, you never have to recover from a strong start. When we make sure that we're actually executing that, it, it mitigates complacency, it mitigates rushing and it, it embraces leadership and really provides, you know, our foremen, superintendents, even laborers and operators as well, who are part of that strong start to really, you know, embrace their leadership skills and success and really show what it means to win in the field. Yeah. So the, the leadership aspect of that to me and getting off to a strong start almost always improves morale first thing. Absolutely. Versus getting off to a slow start and everybody's frustrated. Uh, Getting that strong start improves morale. Um, There's leadership in everybody on the crew. Everybody can take a leadership role. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And maintaining that strong start is important. And not not backing away from it. Yeah, you, you... We don't want to lose sight of that, right? Because you, you can have a strong start, but consistency, right? We, when we talk about leadership and, and healthy growth and, and, you know, strong starts and just everything we do, we, we want to make sure that we're consistent, right? So if we, if we lose that consistency with our strong starts, whether it's day to day, week to week, month to month, that's when things start to fall apart, right? It goes back to that three-legged stool. So making sure that we're intentional, we have routine and structure with what we're doing to secure that strong start and do the right thing. And and also that we establish routine and structure for the people in the crew on the crew, whether we're leading the crew as a foreman or not, I think it's important for people to see the routines of, you know, getting ready to bed a piece of pipe and what comes next, Uh, making sure everybody's accountable to the routine that makes that go the best and, and stay a strong start. And, you know, part of that routine and structure comes the leadership too, where, you know, where if we're, you know, we're showing particularly our newer laborers, right. You know, what the next step is and, and guiding them to understand where they can actually look ahead and then, you know, start to help plan for that strong start for the operator and the foreman and the super it it's, you know, we're that much better. So the, some micro elements of a strong start would be having the equipment parked in the right place the night before. So it's ready to go that day, having uh, vehicles and equipment oriented in the right direction, having the tools set up so that they're easily loaded into the foreman's truck uh, to do whatever needs to be done, making sure we've got the layout done that we need to have done. Uh, and, uh, notifications made that we need to make if we're going to be putting a piece of pipe across someone's driveway, right? We need to do that the night before and not all of a sudden get through the driveway and go, wow, we forgot that. Or if there's a pole we have to hold 
um, or a, a line, a power line we have to cover, uh, all those things, things that we've got to uh, think about well before the morning that we show up to do the work. It's exactly. like, you know, the rocket doesn't take off from Cape Canaveral. They don't just all show up on rocket launch day and they hit a button. There's a lot of planning that goes into that. And it's not to make too much of what we do. We're not sending rockets into space, but there are significant hazards and opportunities for both good and bad things to happen in a lot of things we do. Right. And and when we take the time prior to trying to execute these things and, you know, have that strong start, we take time now before we start doing it, it's going to save time and money in the long run. Right. And probably a lot of, a lot of loss of morale attitude. It's going to keep people uh, more engaged. It's going to keep them engaged. It's going to build relationships and trust between the crew members, which if you have that trust relationship, good morale, you know, the safety's better. People are looking out for one another. They're doing the right thing. We're, you know, not only are we doing the right thing, but we're doing what we said we were going to do. Which happens to be one of our core values. Exactly. Doing Doing the right thing. And winning in the field. We talked about that too. Yeah. So all of our core values really tie into that, that mantra. You never have to recover from a strong start. So might as well talk about all of them. We've got honing our craft, doing the right thing. Winning in the field. Winning in the field. And investing in people. That's number one, really. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you if those were in I was, order. I was checking to see if you were paying attention. Well, you went out of order. I'm, you know, I'm trying to go off the sheet here, which is not on the wall, by the way. So No, we mem- for- we've got that memorized. It's very portable for which, us. Which means we're doing pretty good. Overall. Yeah. Or maybe we'll just wipe out this whole piece. Who not knows? really, no. So it's, you know, all those, all those values that we hold dearly, that we've codified and have hanging all over our office and office trailers are the things that come in to do the right thing, get a strong start. Right. And, and ultimately, you know, with having the strong start with the core values, it, it is, it's the relationships, it's the trust, and it's, it's making sure that your crew knows that you care too, right? It's making sure all of our employee owners know that we care about them and that, you know, no amount of profit is worth product. Yep. Or no amount of profit or productivity is worth subordinating safety. Exactly. Got that on the podcast. So if anybody ever challenges that I said it, it's, it's recorded for all to hear for well, perpetuity. And, and I'm confident that our crews out there execute that and, and actually do it. They, I'm, I'm confident. I that, believe they believe I mean it. I do. I think and I, you mean it. And Eric means it. Tasha means it when we say it. So, um, the, the number one thing to do to ensure we get a strong start, slow down and be intentional. Okay. I think we got some shout outs now. I think we do. That was good. I, I enjoyed that. Well, I thought I, you know, I thought it was a good topic to jump into before we really start our season. Right. You know, it, it's going to be a busy season. Like you said, Herb, we have, we have a quite a bit of backlog. Not all of it is obviously, you know, throughout this year, right. but, um, you know, reminding everybody to make sure that we slow down, 
be intentional, have the routine and structure and, and start that planning before the season starts, you know, start. And, and as seasons go around, I know quite often we try to send out reminders with toolbox talks about, you know, be mindful of this coming up in this season, uh, this time of year, slips, trips, and falls right on ice. We've all been through this a number of times and, and everyone that is part of this company is accountable to all those things, recognizing the seasons we're coming through. In other words, don't be wait to be, don't wait to be told to be safe around mud or be safe around ice or be safe around ticks or anything or anything. You should be safe around moving traffic. Just that's the leadership piece we need to see. Shout outs. All right. Our first shout out is from Arthur Herbest. We'd like to give a shout out to Ben Lee and Meredith Brewer. These two young foremen have really stepped up around Nixon, our safety software. They are really working to get the information we need to be completed. Sergeant's future is in good hands. I would also like to give a shout out to Chris Curtis. He is also stepping up around Nixon and he is always asking how he can do the right thing all the time. All right. Thank you, Arthur, for that. Pete Perizzo has a shout out to the entire York crew for an exceptional win in the field. Uh, we actually got a letter or an email from, uh, from folks at the main turnpike authority, the engineer that really, uh, it was, there's like honey dripping off the letter. How, how happy he was with the crew at the York, uh, toll plaza. So shout out to James and his entire crew on that. Awesome. Great job, James. We have a shout out from Red Rancourt, recent retiree. Uh, he'd like to give a, sh- a heartfelt shout out to my sergeant family. It has been my pleasure and privilege to work for such a great company. I'd like to give a special thanks to those I worked closely with. I'd also like to thank those who came before us that helped make this company what it is today. In closing, I, he would like to say, work hard, be respectful to others, and have fun. It goes by quicker than you think. Marcel. A. Rancourt, a.k.a. Red. And what a great shout out that is. I especially appreciate that he says he wants to thank those that came before us. Uh, you know, I know we got a lot of retirees that that listen to this, and I know Cliff Leonard's a retiree that had decades and decades in with this company, and and I'm told he, he listens every week. I don't know what he's done the last couple of weeks, but, um, you know, just guys like Cliff setting the stage so many years ago. And, and I don't, you know, I think they did work together, some red and cliff, but you know, cliff is one of those guys that he just, the way he works spilled over on people in a good way. And, you know, red rancor, I'm going to miss red. I think we're all going to miss red. And, and, you know, I just want to say two things, I guess, thank you for everything that you've done red. And, and the second thing is that you truly are a steward of the Sergeant legacy, especially yeah. for recognizing all those other yeah. stewards before you. So Great. Thank you. So uh, Preston Cole mentioned on the Sergeant Facebook page, the employee page on December 28th, that someone had informed me won the Newton Grindle Award and said he's honored, but he didn't know what that was. So we're here to tell you, Preston, uh, the Newton Grindle Award is, is an award that we give out. It's called the Leave It Better Than You Found It Award, uh, named for Newton and Grindle because... Uh, Jerry Grindle had left a machine in such tip-top shape that that Sean Newton came on to, and he gave a shout-out, and we love that because we just love the the principle, leaving it better than you found it is such a great way to live. 
So you got that award, Preston. That's what it was. If you listen to the podcast, you'd know. That's a hint to listen to the podcast. But I'm not going to beat you up too bad. That's what it is. Cam Hagar, shout out to the crew at Herman Asphalt Plant for slowing down, identifying a hazard, and mitigating the hazard to avoid exposure to employee owners. Keep up the great work. Shout out to John Coach at the crew at Fitchburg Landfill for making sure they had green cones and proper signage marking the overhead lines they're working near. Green cones because that's the new deal. When we're working around overhead lines, we have green cones and signage. Correct. Keep doing the right thing and executing to keep our employee owners safe. Shout out to the crew at 395, the Route 9 connector and brewer. We're also making sure they had green cones and signs marking out the overhead lines. We appreciate your dedication to safety and keeping safety at the forefront of what we do, exclamation point. No emojis, though. I should. I probably should have put some emojis in there. You'd, I don't think you can. It's, is it, it's RJ's thing. That's RJ's thing. No, by the way, we don't have a shout-out from RJ here. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe we'll get one next week. All right. Well, our next, sh next shout-out is from John Netto. He says, shout out to Kim Ryan. Kim takes on many roles and basically helps keep the behind the scenes daily tasks get done with finesse, all while being a wonderful lady to deal with, exclamation point. Thank you for all you do, Kim. Ex another exclamation point. He's full of them. Amy Dixon with a shout out to Mitch McLaughlin. She was notified by, notified by the comfort suites that Mitch took the liberties upon himself to clean up the mud from their sidewalks. The mud was tracked in from other construction companies as well as some of our guys. Mitch asked the front desk for a hose and then proceeded to clean up all the sidewalks. He told Pam, the manager, he was talking to the guys he works with to make sure they can keep clean their boots or bring in another pair of shoes. He is super appreciative of the facility they're staying in and wants to make every effort to keep the hotel happy. It's efforts like this that keeping us in good standing with the hotels. Way to go, Mitch. Thank That's you, great, Mitch. Great shout out. That is it's a big deal. All right. Next shout out is actually from me. And I got a shout out to Arthur Herbist for uh, doing a great job coordinating successful safety trainings for the supers, foreman, and the maintenance shops, fab shops, and machine shops for, uh, throughout the month of January. A lot of training going on. Lots of training. Shout out from Mitch McLaughlin. Shout out to Ricky and the great guys in the Mid-Atlantic for accepting us main guys as their own. Great guys down here with a great attitude. Glad I came down for the winter. Awesome. That's a good one. That is a good one. Next one uh, is from Randy Goodwin. He's got a shout out to the plow crew and the mechanics working around the clock to keep clients open and to the employee owners that come in at the drop of a hat to fill in for trainings and vacations. It does not go unnoticed. Yeah. that's Those guys are always plugging holes here. It's great. Joe Frazier with a shout out to Jim Braley. Stopped by Bobby's shop at 545 last night. When he saw me pull in to offer a needed hand, unloading some pumps and hoses. Thanks a lot, Jim. I really appreciate the hand. That's the kind of thing that doesn't surprise me. No, I expect Jim. Jim's always on point. So we've got the Newton Grinnell Award, the the Leave It Then You Leave It Better Than You Found It Award. And we're gonna give that to who was it? Amy and Mitch. Amy and Mitch. So Amy, uh, for the shout out and Mitch, because he's left it better than he found it in a big, big way. Yeah. So congratulations and applause for everybody. All right. 
new employees this week. I'll trade off with you. You want to start? I'll start. So new employees, uh, Colby Davis, laborer in the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, Sadat Muhammad, a laborer in the Mid-Atlantic. Mid uh, Devin Armstrong, a machinist in uh, Stillwater, Maine. Cassandra Redahan, also known as Cassie. She's the HR coordinator at Stillwater. We have Bella McNutt, receptionist in Stillwater. Glad to have her. Sebastian Benage, marketing communications coordinator. Say hi again. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's been a little while since I talked. Wow. No, yeah, that's all right. And also Amanda Martin, Vice President of Human Resources. Here in, it says in Stillwater, but it's going to be Orono Monday. That's true. Wow. So great. Welcome, everybody, if you would, with an applause. And now to announcements. The first wellness challenge begins this Monday, February 6th. Be prepared. It's called the ABCs of Healthy Eating Challenge. It's a 26-day challenge. The objective is to select a healthy item each day, starting each day, starting with each letter of the alphabet, beginning with A and ending with Z. So Monday you'll eat something that's healthy that starts with an A. Maybe an apple. Apple. Asparagus. Avocado. And you'll end it with something starting with Z. That might be trickier. Zebra? You're going to eat a zebra? No, probably not. There's laws against it. How about zucchini? That's a good one. Okay. That's, I'm going to go with apples on Monday and zucchini at the end of the month. Perfect. So uh, the purpose of the activity is not only to encourage healthy eating habits, but also for participants to think outside the box and add some variety to their daily routine. As long as they don't disrupt their daily routine. Well, right. Their work routine. Well, we want routine and structure, right? Right. So, but we can, we can lay some accoutrements onto that routine and structure. Add a little razzle dazzle. For, for our own, a little razzle dazzle. Trying a new food item, spice, or herb that can that you may never have tried before may soon become one of your favorites. The food selections can be a fruit, vegetable, legume, protein, healthy fat, spice, herb, or other commonly known healthy food items. So I don't think zebra is included in that. That's all right. Don't, if you see a zebra, don't shoot it with the idea to, to eat it. Takeaway. Takeaway is you never have to recover from a strong start, right? Start each day off strong. Begin it with purpose and precision. A strong start, it leads to less mistakes, more opportunities to learn. Seeing the bigger picture, taking your blinders off, right? Decentralizing, uh, honing in, looking at, uh, again, that bigger picture. Work with intention, have that routine and structure. And again, do the right thing. Do the right thing. That's a good takeaway. So I'm going to boil it right down to you never have to recover from a strong start. We could have just said that. No, that's that's all good supporting mummification. I, I was going to say, did I mummify it? <laughs> we got to have a little bit of fun here, Sebastian. So uh, that's going to wrap us up. Zero accidents. Zero accidents. Have a great week, everybody. 